Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. I want to start with a bit of a strange story. Several years ago, I had a young adult connect group used to meet in my lounge room. And one night we were reading the book of Acts and we were reading a story, I can't remember what it was. It was just about the power of the early Christians and the things that they were seeing that were miraculous, that were transforming lives, that were drawing people to see the power of God. And someone said to me, why don't we see that anymore? Why don't we see much of that these days? And, you know, you, you hear stories, but I, I started to give a really pathetic answer. I started to say, well, you know, do you, you see it in this way and that way? Whatever I was saying wasn't very good. And as I'm saying it, I knew it wasn't very good. And so after a while I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Let me be real with you. I don't know. Let's ask God. Let's ask God why we don't always see it. So there was about 20 of us in the room and we all bowed our heads and we all prayed. We just sat there quietly and I prayed, Lord, we would love to see you move in power as you have called us to be powerful followers of you. Show us what to do. And something happened. <laughs> something absolutely amazing happened, which I'll tell you about a bit later. You see, we've actually been called to be people of power. Charles Craft, who's a professor emeritus at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena in California, says the only kind of Christianity in the New Testament is Christianity with power. And he says, although Christ commissioned a gospel of love and power, evangelicals have been good at the love part, but often forgotten the power part. We're called to be people of power. We're called to defeat the powers of darkness in this world. There is a devil. We don't like to talk about the devil much. I don't like to talk about him much. I don't want to give him too much glory. So you don't have to be focused on the devil. I'm not saying that there's, you know, a demon in every corner looking to jump on you. What I'm saying is that the Bible is very clear that there is a devil And it says in 1 Peter 5, 8, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, this challenge that we're going into is called We Can Overcome, and it's about spiritual warfare. Now, some people may have a bit of a problem with that, thinking, well, you know, I don't really think that there's a spiritual battle going on. There is so much more going on in this world in this invisible world around us that you and I can see. There is so much so much going on in this visible world that we can't account for. Sometimes in the West, we think that we are more sophisticated in not believing in spiritual warfare, whereas most of the world does believe in the power of, of the spiritual world. So I invite you for a moment just to consider this. Consider our universe. Consider our planet, a tiny dot in the universe, Consider the sun, the moon, and the stars that have been placed in perfect position. And then consider beyond that. Just consider you just keep, you're in a spaceship of some sort, you just keep going and going and going and going and going. Where do you go to? Is there an end? And if there is an end, is it a wall? And if it's a wall, what's on the other side of the wall? We actually don't understand everything. And so when the Bible says to us, There is an enemy, the devil, prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We need to stop and think maybe there is a spiritual battle going on. And I believe that you'll find in the heart of every human being there is an understanding of that. 
From the stories that we read from the time that we're little, from the movies that we watch, from the stories that we tell, we know that there is a battle going on and it is a battle between good and evil. We know that it is there. And you and I are called to this spiritual battle. When Jesus first called his disciples, he didn't say, come and follow me and I'll just make you happy people. He said, come and follow me and you are going to do something of incredible significance in the world. And that's what he's saying to you today. And I believe through this time of, um, of COVID and of isolation, sometimes I've seen that we as the church can become quite passive in our spirituality and we think it's just all about me. But it's actually much more. It is about you. Jesus came to give his life for you, but it's about you rising up to become a person of power. There's a movie that's just been released. I haven't seen it. Russell Crowe stars, stars in it. It's called Unhinged. It's a pretty freaky movie from the trailer that I saw. But in the interview with Russell Crowe, this is what he says. The idea of going to the cinema is something a lot of people are really yearning for. In the movies, all the crazy stuff happens on the screen, not actually in your life. And that's a more comfortable position for people to be back to, to be back to. So what he's saying is, look, we're seeing the chaos that's going on around the world and we don't know what to do with it. So if we could just go back to the cinemas, life would be so much easier. Someone can fight the battle for us. There is something in us that longs to fight the battle and we kind of get the sense that we've done it if we've gone and sat there and we've watched some superhero fight the battle and then we go out feeling just a little bit better about the world because we know that something good is happening. But it's actually not what we're called to be. We're not called to be people who sit in the cinema and vicariously watch good win over evil. We are people who are called into a spiritual battle and that's why Jesus came. 1 John 3.8 says this, the reason the Son of God appeared was to, to destroy the devil's works. The reason the Son of God appeared was to, to destroy the devil's works. Jesus came for an intense spiritual battle and he won it. We read in Hebrews chapter 2 this, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. He came and engaged in spiritual battle and he won on our behalf. So this is what we know. We know that there is a devil. We do know that there is a presence of evil in this world, that there are things that are unaccountable for that come out of human hearts and human nature, including you and me. There's things that we do that we regret and we are ashamed of. And we try to argue them away and give reasons, but there are things that come out of us that are evil. And if you look around the world at the moment, the things that people do to other people and say about other people do not come from the Spirit of God. They come from what we know as the kingdom of darkness. And when Jesus came and won this spiritual battle, it says in Colossians 1, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves. So you may be a little bit stuck. Some people get a little bit stuck on what these two kingdoms are and, and do they really, really exist? Well, Jesus is, uh, is certain that they exist. In fact, he describes the devil as being the prince of this world. There are two kingdoms. And sometimes we get stuck on this because we think, well, if you live in the kingdom of darkness, it makes you an intently evil person. It's not about you. It's about whose rule you live under. And Jesus said this in John 14 when he was talking to his disciples. This is just before he is arrested and crucified. He says, I will not say much more to you 
for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Jesus is about to go into this spiritual battle and he describes the devil as being the prince of this world. But what he says is that prince has no hold over me. And you and I live in one of those two kingdoms. And either the prince of this world has a hold over you or Jesus in his kingdom of light has the hold over you. And you actually have the choice to choose which kingdom that you dwell in. And he has come to rescue you from the kingdom of darkness and bring you into the kingdom of light. So we know this, there is a devil and he's been roaming around for a long time looking for someone to devour. It's not just when you realize it, he has been doing that for a long time. There is Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, who came into the world for the purpose of destroying the works of the devil to win that spiritual battle. And then there's a message to us in the middle of all of this. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. This little passage tells us a lot about what we as Christians or followers of Jesus or disciples of Jesus or apprentices of Jesus are called to do. Firstly, we're called to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So if you're someone who's put your faith in Jesus, you are invited into this battle. And to do this, you will need to be strong in the Lord, strong in your trust in him, strong in your faith in him, and strong in his mighty power, not your own, strong in his. You need to put on the full armor of God, and in coming weeks, we'll have a look at what that really means, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. In other words, we're not struggling against people. We're struggling against something else that is not just what you can see. We're struggling against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And there will be a struggle. It won't always be easy. But if you put on the full armor of God, when the day of evil comes, you will stand your ground. And after everything, you will stand. You, through your faith in Jesus, through your strength in him, will win the battle. The devil may have schemes. There may be rulers and powers and authorities. And you don't have to be afraid of them because you're filled with the spirit of God. Recently, I was looking at um, my credit card statement and I noticed that $96 had been taken out and had come from somewhere in the Netherlands. And I hadn't used my credit card for a time. So I asked Graham, had he used the credit card? And he hadn't either. So he rang the bank and the bank looked and they looked back a bit a month earlier, and they discovered that a month earlier, $4 had been taken out and $4 had been put back in. And what the the man at the bank said was that they were just testing us to see if we were aware of their schemes. And so because we weren't aware when the $4 was taken out and the $4 was put back in, if we'd questioned it then, they would have said, sorry, it was a mistake. We replaced the $4. But we didn't notice it. So a month later, they try for $96. And if we hadn't noticed, who knows what would have happened down the track. But we did notice. And because we noticed, we were able to rise up in power and authority and have it stopped. And this is what 
God is saying to you and to me today. Walk into the light. And when you walk into the light, you will notice. And then because you are filled with the Spirit of God, you'll be able to rise up in power and authority and you'll be able to see the enemy stopped dead in his tracks. And you and I will have the power to do that. Now, you may feel like, how could I do this? Who am I to be called into this? What will I do when the moment comes? It says here, when the day of evil comes, if you're ready in your armour, which you have on all the time, when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand. You don't have to be afraid of this. You go into this as someone with confidence and with strength and with with dignity, knowing that Jesus has already won the battle and you go in in his power and you see the enemy defeated. So the end of that story in my lounge room was this. It's a bit of a strange story. But while we were um, praying, and it was fairly silent, I said a prayer and um, we just sat there and I suddenly noticed it's young adults. Some of them were sitting on couches. Some of them lying on the floor. And there was a girl lying on the floor. And I'm sitting there praying like this. And I opened my eyes and suddenly I saw her moving strangely. And I realized that she was um, manifesting something from the evil one. Beautiful Christian girl manifesting something that was, uh, was evil. And what I knew had to happen then was this girl needed to have deliverance. So God, we'd said to God, what do we do? We want to move in your power. And he said, great, here's your opportunity. And I said to everyone, this girl here needs some prayer. She needs deliverance. And they all looked at me waiting for me to do it. And I said, so come on, everyone, we're going to learn on the spot because I believe when you're filled with the Spirit of God and you move out in power, you will learn on the spot what to do if you are ready. And I said to them, you pray this, you say this. Some of them had been um, right in the word and ready to go. And what happened that night was quite miraculous. By the end of the night, the room was full of joy and laughter because they were learning on the spot. And I believe that God wants to fill you afresh with his power. And as you go into this world, you may not be called into deliverance, but you may be called to something powerful, a powerful word, a powerful prayer, a powerful moment, sharing your faith believing for good, having your faith extended. I don't know what it's going to be. All I know is that Jesus has come and defeated the power of the evil one, filled you with his spirit and called you to go and do the same because you are his disciple. So let's take a moment and come before him and invite him to fill us afresh and to use us as we go into this week to see the enemy destroyed. I invite you to find a comfortable spot. You may stand, you may sit. You may look at the majesty of God and you may kneel. Close your eyes. You might like to put out your hands. Take a deep breath. And firstly, consider the moon and the stars that he's set in place. The endless universe, endless power and majesty of our God. And then consider you standing before him and the fact that he loves you. He gave his life for you. He's defeated the power of the evil one who would come to steal, kill and destroy. And he's come that you would have life and that this world would experience life. And we say, come Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. Breathe on us. May we rise up on the inside, full of the dignity and the power that comes from being called the sons and daughters of the living God. And may we have the boldness and the courage to go into this world representing you, representing your holiness, representing your majesty, your grace and your love and your truth. May we be available to you 
so that the enemy will be defeated in your name. Your name will be honored and glorified. Amen. Amen. 